We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at his hard line. Let's go. from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Good day to all you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior Christ Jesus at our side because he is the host with the most and the most high. Don't forget it. He is in charge. He is in the captain's chair. He's at the helm behind the wheel. Therefore, he is steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to His Heart Line. Well, today is Wednesday, October 25th, 2023, and you are listening to episode 623. We will be doing a reading out of Job chapter 21, and then the next half of the show is called Stop Celebrating with Satan. That's right, Stop Celebrating with Satan. Well, Jason, that's a stupid title. Why would you say that? I don't celebrate with Satan, do you? Do you? Maybe you do, and you don't even realize it. There's a lot of people that do and don't even realize it, but we'll get into that on the second half of the show. But first, let's get into the daily disclaimer. So I want to clarify that I'm not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer, and I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice, and I do not have any political degrees or had any involvement with any unconstitutional three-letter corrupt agencies like the CIA or FBI. And while I am a member of the Michigan General Jural Assembly, I'm not the face of the or the voice i should say that not the official face or voice of the national state or county assemblies and i also want to emphasize that i have no affiliation with other groups who try to mimic the lawful assembly such as the american states assembly national liberty life force speak and 37 rusa and tactical civics or any other organizations outside the michigan model 
I'm not involved with any fraudulent status correcting associated with AVR, Bobby Lawrence, and David Strait and Company. And furthermore, I do not endorse or advocate for violence, and I'm not a party to any deep state cult Freemasons, nor am I one of the many reprobative miscreants who are actively trying to implode the general general assemblies by trying to spread rumors and do whatever else they can by putting out false documents called toilet paper declarations and please note that the opinions thoughts and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own and for educational purposes only unless otherwise referenced so there you go to all the karens and darrens out there and yes i know a karen and darren (laughs) that's that's my own little special flair i love it i absolutely love it so so happy wednesday everybody it's hump day and yes i know i'm doing the show on a completely different time than i usually do um, I was not going to do a show tonight because I was going to do one at eight o'clock in the morning tomorrow morning. But the wife decided to watch. Uh, we, we, we came to an end on our binge watching of this show that my wife got me caught up on called White Collar. Maybe some of you heard it, uh, heard of it. Uh, the last, I think, season aired back in 2014. It's a really good show. My wife got me hooked on it and it was absolutely captivating. We just sadly rounded out to the last episode, and man, what a great show that was. But now that's all done and over with, and I really have no desire to watch anything else, to be quite honest with you. So she's watching a little bit of uh, repeats of, uh, I don't know what the heck she's, what, what do you, what is she, I wonder what she's watching. I think it's the Real Housewives or something like that. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't watch that stuff. Um, but you know what? De- there it is. Desperate Housewives. There it is. Desperate Housewives. Uh, so this is her alone time away from the kid. The kid's in bed and she's got her, you know, her adult beverage and she's relaxing and she's just having herself a good time. Uh, so anyways, there you go. So I figured, you know what? I'm just going to jump on and do a podcast because I'm not tired. And this way, if I could save myself from getting up any earlier than I have to, even though getting up at six o'clock is like sleeping into me, um, if I don't have to wake up, that'd be great. Because tomorrow is my only day off. I work a half day on Friday, but still, you know, even though it's a half day on Friday, I'm still getting up at two o'clock in the morning. That still sucks. So anyways, but, um, but yeah, so yeah, there you go. Um, let me just take a quick peek over here at the Gateway Pundit real quick. Cause I, I heard, what is it? The Gateway Pundit.com. I heard through the grapevine with what the de facto government, the clown show finally landed on a speaker. Did I, did I hear that right? Something about a Johnson. Uh, let me see here. Let me see here. Oh, what do we got here? Mike Johnson, House Republicans elect Trump ally representative Mike Johnson as new Speaker of the House with 220 votes. Did not lose a single Republican vote. Interesting. But there you go. So um, I'm just looking at a few other things here. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, the, you know, the one that says, uh, uh, screw your freedom, right? Uh, he casually mentions uh, somewhere on a video. I'm not going to play it because I'm not playing his stupid voice. Uh, but he casually mentions that he would make a great president. Oh, okay, Arnold. I'm sure you would. Uh, maybe in your own little dream reality world, but uh, not here in America. America does. America rejects you. You might have been good in the Terminator. Um, but you would suck as president. So uh, nice try. Okay, let's get into the reading of Job chapter 21. And I am reading out of the 1599 Geneva Bible. Now, there is one little difference you're going to hear. Um, I took out and I replaced it. So I took out words that ended with a TH like saith, right? And dieth. Uh, 
right? Which means said and died. So I took out some of the old English and replaced it with a little bit more modern, but I wanted to kind of stick with the original because the 1599 Geneva Bible was the first uh, Bible of its kind that was composed in an actual Bible. And I kind of want to stick around with that for a little while, but it's the old English that just drives me up a wall. So what I did is I went through and I replaced some of the old English words with a little bit more modern so it doesn't feel so hard to read and it probably won't sound so hard for you to listen. Uh, and then we're going to get into a little summary and then we'll get into the second half of the show. i got some audio pieces I'm going to play with regards to stopping to celebrating with Satan. Jason, why do you keep saying that? I do not align with Satan. I do not celebrate him. Well, you know what? You celebrate a lot of other stuff out there that is dark and paganistic, but also satanic in nature. So we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But first, Job chapter 21. And it starts off by saying, But Job answered and said, Hear diligently my words, and this shall be instead of your consolations. Suffer me that I may speak, and when I have spoken, mock on. Do I direct my talk to man? If it were so, how should not my spirit be troubled? Mark me and be abashed and lay your hand upon your mouth. Even when I remember, I am afraid and fear takes hold on my flesh. Wherefore do the wicked live and wax old and grow in wealth? Their seed is established in their sight with them and their generation before their eyes. Their houses are peaceable without fear and the rod of God is is not upon them. Their bullock gendered and fails not. Their cow calves and cast not her calf. They send forth their children like sheep and their sons dance. They take the the tambourine and harp and rejoice in the sound of organs. They spend their days in wealth and suddenly they go down to the grave. They say also unto God, depart from us, for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways. Who is the Almighty that we should serve him? And what profit should we have if we should pray unto him? Lo, their wealth is not in their hand. Therefore, let the counsel of the wicked be far from me. How off should the candle, excuse me, uh, should the candle of the wicked be put out and their destruction come upon them? He will divide their lives in his wrath. They shall be a stubble before the wind and a chaff and as chaff that the storm carries away. God will lay up the sorrow of the father for his children, and when he rewards him, he shall know it. His eyes shall see his destruction, and he shall drink of the wrath of the Almighty. For what, for what pleasure has he in his house after him, when the number of his months are cut off? Excuse me for a second. Shall any teach God knowledge who judge the highest things? One dies in his full strength, being in all ease and prosperity. His breasts are full of milk, and his bones run full of marrow. And another dies in the bitterness of his soul and never eats with pleasure. They shall sleep both in the dust, and the worm shall cover them. Behold, I know your thoughts and the enterprises wherewith you do me wrong. For you say, where is the prince's house, and where is the tabernacle of the wicked's dwelling? May you not to ask them that go by the way, and ye not deny their signs. But the wicked is kept unto the day of destruction, and they shall be brought forth to the day of wrath. Who shall declare his way to his face, and who shall reward him for that he has done? Yet shall he be brought to the grave, and remain in the heap, 
The slimy valley shall be sweet unto him, and every man shall draw after him as before him. There were they were innumerable. And how then comfort you me in vain? Excuse me. Then how then comfort you me in vain, seeing in your answer there remains but lies. So obviously there's a few words in there that I missed that were still a little bit old English, but hey, we did our best. So <clears throat> Job chapter 21, what this chapter presents is a is a is a dialogue where Job is grappling with the existence of wicked people who seem to prosper while people like you and I, right? The righteous suffer. And it's a pretty damning thing to witness, right? And what we need to do is we need to seek understanding and inspiration through these verses. So for starters, Job's desperate plea in the opening verses, we witness Job's heartfelt plea, right? Because he longs for a hearing and for someone to listen to his words. And in his suffering, he implores his friends to pay attention and he is prepared for their mockery because he knows what's going to come. He knows. Then there's the enigma of the wicked, right? Because Job goes on to describe the apparent prosperity of the wicked. They live long lives, their children thrive, and they enjoy worldly pleasures. It seems completely unfair from the outside looking in, right? <clears throat> seems completely unfair. And it's a very stark contrast to what we might expect in what we would want in a just world. And then there is the cry of the wicked, right? Because Job reveals in this reading the startling truth that some of the wicked even reject God. And they say, and I quote, depart from us for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways, end quote. And that's a pretty perplexing statement if you ask me because it highlights the arrogance and the rebellion of those who disregard God's ways. Then you got the limitations of human wisdom. Because here, Job acknowledges the limits of man's wisdom when he asks, Shall any teach God knowledge who judges the highest things? L hear that again. Shall any, so basically what he's saying is, who here can teach God knowledge and judge the highest things? Who here can do that? That's basically what he's at, you know, saying here. And it's a reminder that as finite beings, we cannot fully comprehend God's divine plan. And then we get to God's ultimate justice, because this chapter concludes with Job recognizing that even the wicked will face a day of judgment and reckoning. And he trusts that in God's ultimate justice, he believes that the wicked is kept unto the day of destruction. He believes that the wicked is kept unto the day of destruction. And I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, I, I really hope and pray that that day of destruction for the wicked has not only come to pass, but is still actively um, being engaged in. 
with the wicked of the people who are in this world or were in this world or may still be in this world. So overall, in conclusion, this passage, we find a very profound exploration of the age-old question. Well, what's that question, Jason? Well, why do the righteous suffer while the wicked seem to prosper? It seems like a pretty fair, legitimate question. I know we've all asked that. It's no fair. Why do these people get to live on having prosperous, awesome, abundant lives filled with toys and joys and extravagant vacations and, you know, the most money to do the best, you know, cosmetic work on your face to make you look young when you're 80 years old? I mean, you know, it just doesn't ain't fair. While the people who try to live a righteous life get screwed out of the deal. What's up with that, right? We all ask that question. Excuse me, I'm just taking a sip of coffee. And so Job, in his anguish, is just trying to seek these answers. What we can take away from this chapter is the recognition that life's mysteries often elude our own understanding. But here's one thing we can do. We can trust in God's wisdom and sovereignty because Job's story Right, Job's story serves as a powerful reminder that we are not meant to fully grasp the ways of God. Instead, here's what we're called to do. All right, get your notebooks, grab a pen, get your iPhone out or your Android, whatever you do to take notes. Here's what we're called to do. It's very simple, but it's very hard for a lot of people to do. You ready? We are called to trust in his righteousness and goodness. I'm going to repeat that one more time. We are called to trust in his righteousness and goodness. And we may not always see immediate justice in this world, but in the grand scheme of eternity, God's justice will ultimately prevail. So I say, let us approach life with humility recognizing the limits of our understanding and trust in God's plan that transcends our own comprehension. And let us find the solace in the knowledge that God is just and his ways are higher than our ways. This is what it means to completely give over 100% surrender over to God and Jesus Christ. Just trust in him. All right. So let's close us out with prayer and we'll get into the second half of the show. So Heavenly Father, as we reflect on the words of Job, we are humbled by the mysteries of your ways. And we acknowledge that at times we don't understand why the righteous face immense suffering or why the wicked seem to prosper. We'd really like to have those answers, Father. But in moments of doubt and confusion, we ask that you grant us the wisdom to trust in your divine plan. Now help us accept that our finite minds cannot comprehend the depths of your sovereignty and your ways. And we ask that you give us patience to wait for the day of ultimate justice, knowing that you, in your finite wisdom, infinite wisdom, excuse me, in your infinite wisdom, hold all things in your hands. And We ask that you help us find comfort in the assurance that your ways are just and righteous. And even when we cannot see the full picture, strengthen our faith, please. And grant us the grace to surrender to your will, even in times of uncertainty. And we also 
want to pray and lift those up who are suffering maritally, who are dealing with challenges within their marriage. Uh, we, we pray for parents out there who might be struggling with their children. They might be going through phases and they just don't know what to do. Um, we pray for those who are asking for healing. I have a friend of mine, his wife at work, you know, a friend of mine at work, his wife is suffering uh, breast cancer. So we, we lift his wife up and anybody else out there for that matter who might be dealing with cancer. We lift them up for healing. And overall, Father, we just ask that you also lift up those who are suffering economical hardships because it is getting tough out there for many, many people. And we pray all these things in your holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, <clears throat> I think, uh, like I said, um, I'm not sure yet. Um, I'm still debating because, like I said, as you know, guys, I always restructure the show. I'm always doing something that changes and tries to evolve the show. Um, when I thought I had a way of doing things, I decided, yeah, I just don't quite like it. So I decided, you know, I, I've been kind of switching things up a little bit, as you already know. Um, I'm still not sure how comfortable I am with my little tune-ups. Um, so just bear with me. I'm still evolving here with this show. It's never, I don't, obviously it's never going to be perfect, but, uh, you know, I'm trying to make it a little bit more seamless here. But, uh, but anyway, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick little break. Um, and then we will be right back on the other side and we will get into part B of episode 222. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the other side here, episode 622. Uh, we are in part B of the show, Stop Celebrating with Satan. I got a few audio pieces to play here. So before we get into that, though, um, what do I want to say here? So first off, I I'm, I'm on Telegram here right now. I'm looking at a post from Rattletrap1776. That would be Derek Johnson. And he's got a couple of posts that I've been posting, too, lately. And uh, hold on. Excuse me one second. All right. Um, 
but he's been posting uh, screenshots from the flight radar tracker like I have been too, right? And this is nothing new. He's been doing this a lot longer, obviously, than me. Um, but the most recent post that he just posted, it shows a, uh, what is this here? Oh, hold on a second. Click back on here. Um, it shows a military plane from Hungary, which is right in the northeast part of our country, right? Yeah, they're just happen to be doing, you know, they're just happen to be chilling. So this is his post. He says, no, they're just training on a Wednesday with zero state emergencies. Got to have fun with this, y'all. Hungary was just in Israel this past week. Now they're on a National Guard base here, though they've been in and out since the orders. And Commander-in-Chief Trump just spoke yesterday in New Hampshire about the Hungarian president. And the Hungarian president says Trump should be president right now. Coincidence? I'm sure. Clearly not a thing to do with military occupation, continuity of operation slash government, federal continuity directive number one, federal continuity directive number two. Oh, what else is there? The law of war manual, military justice act of 2016, section 1550 of war powers act of 1973, 10 us code subsection one, two, three, zero, two, one, two, three, zero, four, and one, two, four, zero, six or Executive Order 13912, or Executive Order 13919. Clearly all active and all have been extended. But hey, this is just a coincidence, right? It's just a coincidence. And then there's a post above that that shows a uh, a military, a Honduras military plane flying into Miami. Uh, that just happens to be a coincidence, right? Just a coincidence. Yeah, it's just a coincidence. I mean, look, guys, I've been following a lot of the flight radar. Today, I've been a little lackadaisy, but I'm seeing planes from the United Kingdom over our airspace, Honduras, right? Panama, of all places. Uh, what else? Um, obviously, Canada, Mexico, Australia, Germany. I mean, I'm noticing so many in all these countries and their militaries were over in Israel. Well, when I pay attention to Israel, the air traffic over there is kind of quieted down a little bit. And now it seems like it's all shifted over here. So, you know, I don't know. I don't really know what else to say about all this, except stop believing the media. The media is feeding you a bunch of horse manure. Okay. And I'm sure it's going to taste like crap. So just. That's all I really got. I got to tell you, you know, it's it's just a bunch of crap. So, um, so there's that. Now, there's a website called GotQuestions.org, right? GotQuestions.org, and I typed in the search bar uh, "celebrating Halloween" because obviously that's coming up in a few days, right? And I'll have you all know. We do not celebrate it. We do not dress up our kid and parade her around the neighborhood doing trick-or-treating. We do not engage in any of that nonsense, number one. Now, at first, it was pretty hard to do because that is what my wife and I grew up with, right? That's kind of a nostalgic type of memory we had as kids. I know I've had many good memories of it, right? It's a good time. Like, I remember it being a good time. It was a fun time. It was a memorable time. 
get lots of candy. I mean, it's like every kid's favorite time of year next to Christmas, right? And Easter, because all those holidays, right? They're riddled with one thing that only kids care about, and that's sugar and more of it, other than the presents and Christmas. But seriously, all these holidays have one thing in common, sugar treats, which is crappy and bad for us anyways, right? And feeds cancer and parasites, but it's every kid's favorite thing. So when we first stopped celebrating it, at first it was a little weird, but you know, the more you start learning about these quote unquote holidays, like Christmas, right? The re- like the fake, like learning about the real birth of Christ versus the fake birth of Christ, right? And then learning about, you know, that just all these different things with Easter and Halloween, right? Um, my mom was just saying right here, Coaster and I was saying she just heard on a show recently where they literally said that sugar is from the devil. Um, and it is because all sugar does is is it inflames the body. And again, why do you think they call inflammation inflammation? It literally means to set on fire, right? It burns you. It's like your own internal little hell. My wife puts right here, dyes, poisons for the brain. It all damage, it's all damaging chemicals. And, uh, and it damages the DNA and it alters the DNA with the ingredients. So I typed this in Halloween and Christians. And, and, and the first thing that popped up was this, it said, whether or not Christians should celebrate Halloween can be a very controversial topic. And some Christians celebrate Halloween simply by dressing up in a costume and having fun and seeing it as innocent and harmless. And other Christians are equally convinced that Halloween is a satanic holiday established to worship evil spirits and promote darkness and wickedness. So who is right? Is it possible for Christians to celebrate Halloween without compromising their faith? Halloween, no matter how commercialized, has almost completely pagan origins. As innocent as it may seem to some, it is not something to be taken lightly. Christians tend to have... uh, to have various ways to celebrate or not to celebrate Halloween. For some, it means just, you know, having an alternative harvest party, right? A harvest party. Uh, For others, it's staying away from the ghost, witches, goblins, etc., and wearing innocuous costumes like little princesses and clowns and cowboys and superheroes, etc. Some choose not to do anything, electing to lock themselves in a house and with the lights off with our freedom as Christians, we are at liberty to decide how to act. Now, Scripture does not speak at all about Halloween, but it does give us some principles on which we can make a decision. In the Old Testament, Israel, witchcraft was a crime. Oh, excuse me. In Old Testament Israel, witchcraft was a crime punishable by death. And you could see that referenced in the, uh, Exodus twenty-two eighteen, Leviticus 19, 31, 26, and uh, verse 27. Let's see what uh, Exodus twenty-two eighteen says. It says, you shall not permit a sorceress to live. Leviticus 19, through 30, uh, 19, 31. This says, do not turn to mediums or necromancers, okay, which again are people who speak to the dead, um, do not turn to mediums or necromancers. Do not seek them out and so make yourselves uncleaned by them. I am the Lord, your God. And then there's 26, Leviticus 26. 
if a person turns to mediums and necromancers who whoring after them, I will set my face against that person and will cut him off from among his people. And then verse 27, it'll pull up. Chapter 20, Leviticus chapter 20, verse 27. A man or a woman who is a medium or a necromancer shall surely be put to death. They shall be stoned with stones and their blood shall be upon them. So the New Testament teaching about the occult is clear. Acts 8, 9 through 24 says the following. Okay, if it can, if it'll pull up here. But there was a man named Simon who had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he himself was somebody great. They all paid attention to him for from the la- from the least to the greatest saying, this man is the power of God that is called great. And they paid attention to him because for a long time he had amazed them with his magic. But when they believed Philip as he preached good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. Or excuse me, yeah, uh, they, were, they were baptized both men and women. Even Simon himself believed, and after being baptized, he continued with Philip, and seeing signs and great miracles performed, he was amazed. Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent them Peter and John. <clears throat> All right. And so basically, what the New Testament teaching about the occult is clear, because the story of Simon shows the uh, uh, the occultism and Christianity don't mix. And so the account of Elamas, the sorcerer, in Acts 13, 6-11, reveals that sorcery is, is violently opposed to Christianity. And Paul called Elamas a child of the devil, an enemy of righteousness, and a perverter of the ways of God. Now in Acts 16 at Philippi, Philippi, a fortune-telling girl lost her demon powers when the evil spirit cast out by Paul, okay, or was cast out by Paul. Now the interesting matter here is that Paul refused to allow even good uh, statements to come from a demon-influenced person. I'm going to repeat that. Paul refused to allow even good statements to come from a demon-influenced person. Acts 19 shows new converts who have abruptly broken with their former occultism by confessing, showing their evil deeds, bringing their magic uh, paraphernalia, and burning it before everyone. So the question lies, should Christians celebrate Halloween? Is there anything evil about a Christian dressing up as a princess or a cowboy and going around the block asking for candy? Well, this article continues to say, no, there is not. But see, I beg to differ because what we're going to hear, ladies and gentlemen, I got some audio pieces from a previous uh, witch and sorcerer, okay, who actually talks about, you don't know the people that you're having your kids knock on their door. You have people from all different walks of life, and you have no idea what kind of magic and voodoo and practicing witchcraft they are praying over on that candy that you are allowing your kids to take from them to bring in your house. You have no idea. And it's exactly what my wife said. They are practicing witches and they could be put casting spells. Oh, Jason, spells. What are you talking about spells? You're a freaking nut job. Do you pray to God and ask for miracles? Do you talk to Jesus as if he was sitting right next to you in your passenger seat of your car on a long ride to work? Why? is praying for miracles and laying hands on somebody in the name of Jesus for the sake of healing 
believable. But when you talk about spells and witchcraft and stuff like that, that's that's just silly hocus pocus stuff from from movies. Are you really that ignorant? Are you really that ignorant? Because if you think that this side of evil does not exist and can't touch you, boy, are you painfully mistaken. This article seems to say, no, there is no harm in this, right? That's bullcrap. That is absolute bullcrap. And again, like my wife says in here, why do you think these people, why do you think it, you know, these, they, it's, been, it's taught in kids, trick or treat? Which is it going to be, trick or treat? Excuse me for a second. I want to take a sip of coffee. Mm -mm -mm. Trying to drink my coffee while it's still nice and hot. But yeah, this article, I was surprised because this is a Christian website. This is a Christian website with biblical answers. And I'm surprised that it has this answer because it says, no, there is nothing wrong. Are there things about Halloween? This is what the article says. Are there things about Halloween that are anti-Christian and should be avoided? Absolutely. If parents are going to allow their children to participate in Halloween, then they should make sure to keep them from getting involved in the darker aspects of the day. If Christians are going to take part in Halloween, their attitude, uh, dress, and more importantly, their behavior uh, should still reflect a redeemed life, as it states in Philippines, uh, Philippians 1.27. There are many churches that hold harvest festivals and incorporate costumes and trunk or treat, but in godly environments. But there are many Christians who hand out uh, treat, uh, treats that are, excuse me, tracks like music, right, that share the gospel along with the Halloween candy. The decision is ultimately ours to make. But as with all things, we are to incorporate the principles of Roman 14, which states, let's see, let me click on it here. Okay, and this is what Romans 14 states. As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. Okay. Fair enough, but still, um, it continues to say, who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? If it is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all day alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord. He gives thanks to God while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks in God. Okay, that's fine and dandy, and I understand that and that, that passage. But again, this, well, first off, let me just finish off. It's only a couple more sentences. This, this article continues to say on gotquestions.org, we can't allow our own convictions about a holiday to cause division in the body of Christ, nor can we uh, use our freedoms to cause off others to stumble in their faith. We are to do all things as to the Lord. Okay, so I'm going to step away from this article for a minute. I, I hate to say it. Now, this is how Satan works. This is exactly how Satan works. Satan tries to masquerade as a Christian and puts these articles out saying, oh, there's nothing wrong with it, okay? As long as we're, we're redeeming it for the good of God. No, it is believed among these people who practice witchcraft and sorcery and all this other stuff, it is believed among these people that 
this is the time of year where the veil is thinnest between the living realm and the spiritual realm and the demonic realm, particularly. Okay. And there is a lot of evil crap, we're going to say, for a lack of a better term, that occurs. And when I say evil, that is a very broad stroked statement. But if you want to get more detailed, you better believe there's a, the, the, the child sacrificing among uh, satanic, you know, occultists and, and Satanists and, and demonic worshipers. You better believe this is the time of year where those kind of ritualistic sacrifices are at its highest. Crime reaches its highest on Halloween night than any other day of the year. And yes, my wife is correct in here in the chat. Satan hid as a snake in costume in the Garden of Eden. Let me play a couple things from for you here. One of them, so I got, let's see, one, two, I got three audio pieces. This first one was a former practicing high-level ranking demonic worshiper. I don't even know what you would call him. You probably have heard the name. He's made many appearances on many shows. This first, uh, this first audio piece is about five minutes long. Don't take my word for it, ladies and gentlemen, who are self-proclaimed Christians and think sending your kids out there on Halloween, there's nothing wrong with it. And look, here's the thing. Again, I'm not going to judge you because I participated in this for the longest time and was ignorant to it. But guess what? We have learned the truth. We're learning more about the truth of this holiday and others, by the way, and we're simply not going to engage in it. Look, our friends, I'll just tell you this. Our friends invited us to a Halloween party, to costume party. They do one every year, right? Or at least if they don't do one, they go to one every year. And they invited us. I was going to, at first, okay, I, I wasn't going to dress up because I don't believe in it. But I was going to make an appearance. I was going to even take off of work the next day, right? I was going to line my, you know, rearrange my schedule. And I was going to, yeah, what the heck? I'll go over, have a few beverages and, you know, hang out with friends and whatever. But the more I started thinking about it, God was pulling on my heartstrings and he was telling me, no, what are you doing, Jason? Just because you're not dressing up and you think you're just going over to hang out with friends doesn't mean that you're still not participating, even on a small fraction of a level here. You're still celebrating satan's holiday and i started thinking about that more and more i'm like man i don't know if i really want to do this i was like no i don't know no might go over say hi but that's about it i'm still going to work the next day i'm not i told him i said look i'll come over i'll say hi you know check out you know your your decorations cool all right going back across the street i'm going to bed um I refuse to, I just, I refuse to, I'm, I don't, I just don't want to get involved. I don't want to get involved. I just don't want to get involved. It just doesn't, it, it didn't, doesn't ring right for me. And so his wife asked my wife questions like, Hey, just curious. And I hope you don't take offense to this. Right. And I'm, I don't have the full story because my wife was the one texting back and forth with her, but she was trying to make sense of this and, and she's kind of coming awake to some of the stuff that's going on out in the world, but she's still engulfed in Disney, right? She's still engulfed in, in, in all of that. And, and, and 
she sees nothing, you know, and, and look, because of them, we found an awesome church. Cause like I said, her husband plays the drums at this church and they're good. They're good people. They're good people. They love Jesus, but they're still asleep to a lot of the truths out there. Right. They, they think there's nothing, uh, harmful about dressing up and getting candy for the kids right well let's listen to a few audio pieces from people who are formally in that old life listen to what they have to say well should christians celebrate halloween some believe it can be taken back like other holidays but a former satanist who is now a pastor says no christians should not celebrate it i recently caught it with john ramirez and he had a strong warning for believers Tell us a little bit about where you were in relation to Satanism and worshiping the devil. Well, at 25 years, uh, eight years old, boy, little boy, eight years old, demon church, learned being trained by high-ranked devil worship with warlock and spiritual witches, turning me to uh, know how to take over territory, demonic contract, different demon territory, demons, principalities, first, second heaven. I was being trained all the way to the age of 35, sold my soul to the devil, got married in Halloween, had a demonic wedding in Halloween. I baptized my daughter to the dark side at the age of 11. So that was my whole entire life. I mean, I, I breathed, ate, and slept witchcraft. Astral projecting, I will astral project over region, leave my body, astral project, curse the region, because if I can curse the region, I can capture the people. Knowing what you came from and what you used to do, you're pretty, um discouraged that you see Christians celebrating Halloween. Why? I, 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 I don't know how you can cheat on God. I don't know how you can cheat on the Lord Jesus Christ because I don't see Satan is coming on Good Friday and coming hanging out with us. Now, he just made a very good point. I don't see how you can cheat on God because you don't see Satan is coming on Good Friday celebrating with us. So let's replay that. That's worth re rehearing again. Halloween. Why? I, 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 I don't know how you can cheat on God. I don't know how you can cheat on the Lord Jesus Christ because I don't see Satan as coming on Good Friday and coming hanging out with us, right? You know, I got married Halloween. I had a demonic wedding. Why would you put your kids, your family? Why would you put your purpose, your destiny? Why would you put your whole eternity in a demonic altar? Well, people say it's just fun, candy, kids are having costumes on. Well, what you said is much more. It, 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 the candy, you know, I, 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 shared, I, I never shared this before, but this candy, people from different walks of life pray over these candies, witchcraft. They pray over the candies. You knock on people's door. You don't know the person that you knock on door, she's a witch. Okay? You don't know she's a witch. She's doing Wicca. She's practicing New Age. And you knock on her door and you come in, you come in, in legal rights of this witch or this wall. Or this person is practicing this stuff, giving you this kind of candy. Mm -hmm. Now you're taking that stuff home. You put that stuff into your body. Mm -hmm. Amen? And on top of that, in, in, in top of that, I'm Tom Levain said, out of his mouth, you know, he, he, used to, he, was, he was the ruler of the Church of Satan, mm -hmm. right? Out of his mouth, he said, I want to thank every Christian parent for allowing their child to celebrate Halloween one time a year, the devil's holiday. And it took Adam and Eve to lose everything because of one mistake. Mm. It took Esau one, one circumstance to lose his birthrights. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So why would you why would you bring that kind of curse into your house and curse your family from three to four generations? So when your kids is five and you think it's cool, you dress them up. Once you put a costume on someone, see the, the, the trick of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, they were made in the image of God. They were made in God's perfect image, right? The devil tricked them with sin and changed their identity. 
Yeah. And once you put the costume on the kid, I don't care if you dress him up as Noah. I don't care if you dress him up as Abraham. Once you put this costume on Halloween, the, the birthright of Halloween, you're changing your kid's identity. The purpose of the wow. destiny has been canceled. Unless you renounce it and bring it back. Wow. That is the trick wow. of the devil. Now, now that. See, and this is the thing, folks. See, people think that they can redeem, right? They can redeem these holidays. You're not redeeming satanic, occultic, you, you know, worshiping pagan type holiday. You're not going to redeem these holidays. They all have dark origins. Why are you going to be friends with the world and celebrate this nonsense? Continuing. You're sharing, and you share this everywhere you go. Everywhere you, I go, you, I'm not afraid. I mean, I'm not, politi I'm not politically correct. I'd rather be right with God. You'd be mad with me, but at least you'll make heaven. Yes. You know, I mean, churches, sometimes they get mad. They get mad with me. They get, oh, why are you saying that? Why are you talking that way? But well, how should I talk? If I, I my, God told me to speak the truth. You know, Amen. I'm just a mailman. Amen. Now that you're a Christian, you're actually a minister of the gospel now. Amen, yes. Um, you said that you're now in a season where in your life where you're saying, I want to, pay the enemy back for all the darkness oh, every, 25 years and plus you know i, I i've gone to places that people manifest the manifestations of demon people casting out demon healing healing the people i mean i'm living in the place today at the church of the book of acts the powerful church that church that came out of the upper room Amen. you know that's where i'm living people saying sir i was just talking to another sister i was saying this muslim lady came up to the altar she had forced day cancer she was a muslim she renounced islam she renounced uh, the situation she accepted jesus she went to the doctor no trace of cancer that's the god that i know that is the jesus christ i know he's the same uh, the same yesterday today and forevermore for there's people that come from the occult practices you know i've been in the occult. i did ouija board i did this i i uh, i i did uh, i i i practiced Wicca, I practice new age, you know, manifestation, people set free and you see the transformation in their face. You see the love of Jesus Christ wrapped around them. I mean, how much that is priceless. I don't mind paying the price. I'm going to do that until God call me home. And when I leave my sister, listen to me carefully. When I leave this world, I'll make Jesus Christ proud Amen. and heaven will rejoice. Hell will rejoice because I left the battlefield. Amen. I play for keeps. Amen. Amen. I play for keep. Give the devil a perm. That's right. <laughs> John Ramirez. Man. Thank you so much thank for you. taking God the time you. to talk thank with us so today. Much. God bless you. That's very interesting. That was, uh, you know, again, an ex-Satanist, okay, who reached some of the highest levels in his, whatever you want to call it. Folks, this is not a joke. You see, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the pastor at the new church that we're going to, he said something profound the other week. And basically what he said is if you are not, and I've said this too, but if you're not getting attacked, okay, if you're not getting spiritually attacked, on a regular basis, then you're not doing something right. If you are living a hunky-dory life, you're just getting up, going to work, making your, your paycheck, making your money, coming home, going out to eat, doing this, doing that, right? Going out with the girls or going out with the guys, watching football, going on the vacations, right? Everything's hunky-dory. Nothing really is just upsetting the apple cart, right? 
granite yeah okay oh crap yeah you know car broke down ah crap right oh shoot you know johnny broke his collarbone you know skiing down a hill and he took a tumble right it, those things obviously will happen but if you're not getting spiritually attacked in dealing with challenges that i don't think most people can even comprehend what that even looks like you're not doing something right in your spiritual life well jason who are you to say that i'm not doing something right i'm not telling you i'm just saying from experience because i never used to be messed with i never was messed with why probably because i lived a very sinful life i engaged in the sins of the flesh i was a dj for crying out loud you kidding me i mean use your imagination ladies and gentlemen you're all adults here you imagine the kind of sins that i was engaged in dude satan and his demons were like yes yes jason's such an idiot see he says he believes in god but little does he realize he's actually following our freaking our desires for him He's going out and self-destructing himself, smoking weed, drinking and driving, being promiscuous. Boy, oh boy, can't wait to see him land in the hospital or possibly dead. Can't wait to see that Jason dead. Again, it was like that show I played the other week, folks. You either follow God's principles or the Cain principles. Well, Jason, what was the Cain principles? It's basically worshiping God how you see fit instead of how you should worship God right honoring the 10 commandments and honoring god's law not just honoring one or two or three of them honoring all of them but the most important one right that jesus when when jesus was confronted well what's the most important law that we need to follow and i'm, I'm of course paraphrasing here but basically he says you need to love your lord your god with all your heart with all your mind with all your soul and the second one is like it love your neighbor just the same and the pro and and, and and the and the rest of the law shall be fulfilled but if you don't do that you're following the cain principles of following god you just worship how you see fit let's go to the next audio piece in the occult you're an ex-psychic and you're now a christian and we're going to get into that in a bit but this is the season the halloween season where a lot of these sort of evil themes the occult it's praised it's given sort of lots of accolades in culture under the guise of fun what do you make of this season how do you respond to this season well halloween i really believe opens demonic doors and the season itself promotes divination that much more. It pushes out uh, the Ouija board, witchcraft. You see it in stores, on social media, um, sweatshirts, CVS, home goods. Everywhere you go, you're looking at witches and goblins and ghouls and um, the scary horror movies. Even what you're seeing on Netflix, there was a Ouija board uh, movie put out on Netflix. So the season really gears you up, gets ready to open those demonic doors. It's very spiritually dangerous. Well, and that's the question, right? Because a lot of churches and a lot of Christians, and there was actually a survey out of pastors, and about 13% of pastors, I believe it was, um, were telling their churches to not engage at all, you know, in Halloween. And then there were different measures, you know, handouts, you know, tracks, things like that. 13% of pastors 
pastors across this nation are telling their congregation not to engage in Halloween. So that means 87% of the pastors and priests across this nation are either a not saying anything about, you know, avoiding it or they're feeding into it by doing trunk or treats. Oh, Jason, but it's in the church parking lot. Clearly there shouldn't be anything evil about that. Not necessarily. You're dancing with the devil. Why are we hanging out with the devil and Jesus at the same time? Does that make sense? It's like pairing up the wrong people at your at the dinner table at a wedding. Those two crowds don't mix, folks. Um, but but it's interesting because within the church, there's a real debate about it. There are Christians who will say, well, is there a way to celebrate it? Maybe that's redeemed in some way. What do you say to those Christians who are sort of on the fence or they're struggling to know whether it's the right thing to do? Well, I think you have to think about why are you trying to redeem something that is demonic? Why are we trying to redeem that? If it's exactly. the matter of that, the nostalgia, you want the kids not to be kept out of what the world is doing. You know, we're called to be godly parents, not their friends, and we don't need to change into costumes. There's nothing wrong with October 31st. The Lord says to rejoice um, in the day the Lord has made, but it's Halloween itself. So why as a kingdom follower, are you wanting to participate in something that could open a demonic door? We know that the devil is manipulative and he's a liar and he's sneaky. So something that might be as seemingly innocent as bobbing for apples or having a little party or putting a costume, don't be fooled by that. You don't want to entertain something that belongs to the, well, I wouldn't say that belongs to the evil one, but, um, something that would open the door to demonic entities. Yeah. So for you, you would say avoid it. Don't get involved in it. Don't do it. That would be your approach to Halloween. That would be my, yes, absolutely. I really want no part of it at all whatsoever. I would like to go about my day and, um, you know, worship the Lord and, and leave it alone. I have no interest in going down that road or opening that door. You know, it's interesting because somebody like you who came from this world, you were a psychic for a long time. And I have a couple of questions about that today because I think people will be interested who don't know your story to hear a little more about that. But, you know, when you when you look at October 31st, you obviously just gave us your opinion on it now. What did you think of Halloween when you were in that world before becoming a believer? There was definitely a creepy connotation to it. Um, I even knew that. And it was a time when I was hired a lot um, to go and do group readings, um, people having Halloween parties, which is another danger to the Christian, by the way, because you may still, if you're still entertaining Halloween and you're going to parties, um, odds are there may be a tarot card reader there or a medium there because that is the thing to do uh, during Halloween. And I got hired a lot for that. When I wasn't doing that, I was still going to clubs and going to the parties, but there was always this eeriness, even still. I mean, looking, even what you're taking in, what you're looking at, witches and uh, zombies and, you know, these scary um, costumes. So, uh, but I was participating in it and I was doing readings. Yeah, it was a big business day for you, oh, yeah. probably, I would imagine. You know, it's, it's interesting because you have been so open about your testimony and there are a lot of people who would go through what you went through, right? Leaving that world behind, becoming a believer, and they might never talk about it for a variety of reasons. But what has led you to so openly talk about that conversion and leaving that life behind? My salvation is so, 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 uh, 
I say this all the time, but the gravity of my salvation is so heavy because Jesus saved me out of the occult. I was directly serving the devil for 25 years of my life. So I was saved at age 37. So I would never want to see anybody go through the demonic oppression that I went through. And that is the consequence of going to readings, going to readers, playing with any divination tool. The consequence is always going to be demonic oppression that then could lead you to eternal separation from God. So I would never want to see um, anyone eternally separated from God. It's really love for your fellow man. It's love for our neighbor. And it's the love of Christ that compels me to really shout it from the rooftops. Don't go near that stuff. That's right. Don't go near that stuff. Boy, I tell you what, I don't know if you were hearing the wind there, but she definitely needed a, uh, I was I'm looking at her mic there. She definitely needs a, uh, what do you call it? One of those silencers, right? Like I got, it's like a little screen to kind of prevent the, uh, you know, that sound of, of, of your breath as you're talking. Right. But, um, God, God bless this woman. She got saved at age 37 was, was a tarot card reader, right? Or was an ex psychic for what would she say over 20, 25 years, something like that. I mean, and now she has found the Lord. That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. My wife was putting here in the chat. She says, I know a Catholic church that's having a vehicle at trunk or treat or having vehicles at trunk or treat, but there is also non-denominational churches that are not participating at all in Halloween. However, there are churches of all types participating and not participating, uh, but just pointing that out. Yeah. And she's absolutely right. Look, and this is not a Catholic thing. This is, this is first off, let's just, I'm going to put that right out there. This has nothing to do with religion. First off religion, again, their denominations, denominations are again, Think about a denominator of a fraction. The denominator is the number, the bottom number of a fraction. Well, when you think of fraction, what do you think of? Well, you're breaking up pieces, right? You're fractioning off God's people, denominations, okay? And so anybody out there that's going to, you know, harp on one religion or another, you better think twice because don't think that priests are the only ones that diddle little kids and, and, and engage in, 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 in evil stuff. There's pastors in all sorts of churches all across this land that are going to be seeing hell for the bull crap that they've engaged in. Believe you me. I got another audio piece I'm going to play, cut three. But before I do, I want to read something from Matthew chapter 7. The narrow and wide gate. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only few find it. Meaning. If you're going to be friends with the world and you are worried about being judged by your fellow man, right? And by your friends and by your family. Oh, why are you not putting up a Christmas tree? Why are you not letting your child walk around harmlessly in a Superman costume? It's not evil. This is what the Bible's talking about. The narrow gate, it's wide. Many, many will run through it because, again, it's easy. But what people don't understand is that it will lead to destruction. Stop being in the world, but, you know, you're only needing to be, you know, of the world. Or, excuse me, stop being of the world. You just have to live in the world, okay? Stop being friends with it. Okay, because if you're following Christ, the world's going to hate you. 
But remember, they hated him first. Continuing on uh, chapter 7, verse 15. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. Again, just like when you send kids at the doorstep of some of these people who are all walks of life. You don't know who these people are. They could be witches casting spells over the candy. And then when those kids eat that candy, you never know. Then they get sick or they develop some sort of cancer. Or they do the old school ways of things where you get needles in candies or candies being injected with poison. Or what's the new thing nowadays? Fentanyl. Gosh almighty, you have to be careful of your child from even picking up a dollar bill off the street because you got a lot of sickos out there that will lace a dollar bill with fentanyl. And just the traces of fentanyl on a dollar bill, if a kid picks it up, can it be enough, did you know, to kill them? But yet you're okay sending little Johnny or little Susie up to the some stranger's door. Trick or treat! I want candy from you, strange lady. And then you get some creepy lady handing out candy with her house all decked out with freaking spider webs and, and skeletons everywhere and graves. Oh, yeah, that's really cool, is it? Again, by the fruits of their labor, you will recognize them. Do not pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles. Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Yeah, but Jason, just because they have gravestones in their front yard does not mean they're satanic. I see them at church all the time, Jason. Okay. A pastor looks at pornography and has sex with a 14-year-old girl. Does that mean it's okay for you to do? I'm just saying. Does that make it right? A pastor looks at porn and has sex with a 14-year-old girl. Are you going to go do the same? True and false prophets. One more, a couple of verses before I play the last audio piece. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will tell them plainly. And this, by the way, comes from Jesus' mouth, by, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. And it continues to say in verse 23, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evildoers. Think about it, folks. Think about it. Last audio piece, cut three. So let's learn. Let's read what the word of God says. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 through 18, Paul is speaking to the Corinthian church and he's speaking to them about the grace of God. And he's telling them how the grace of God is open to them. And he's telling them how the grace of God is available for them. But in verse 16 through 18, he tells them not to be unequally yoked. You see, just because we're living in the grace of God doesn't mean that we can go and be unequally yoked to something. Now, look what he tells these people, and look how this applies to Halloween. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 through 18. Look what the Bible says. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What fellowship does Christ have with Belial, which literally means the devil? He's saying, what fellowship does Jesus have with the devil? 
Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, as he has said. I will make my dwelling among them. I will walk among them. I will be their God. They shall be my people. Therefore, go out from the midst of them and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you and I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 through 18, Paul is telling the church, look, the grace of God is available for you. The grace of God is for you. But that doesn't mean that you can take advantage of the grace of God. You see, a lot of us think that if it's not in the Bible, if it doesn't say it plainly in the Bible, then it must not be a sin. No, it doesn't work like that. God has given us knowledge through his word for us to make decisions, wise decisions. Do you know what the word wisdom means? The word wisdom means skillful living. And God wants you to be able to make skillful decisions, wisdom decisions through his word. Paul is telling the Corinthian church, God's grace is available for you. People were thinking, oh, God's grace is available for me. That means I could do whatever and God still loves me. But then Paul told him, but look, that doesn't mean that you can be unequally yoked. That doesn't mean that you can have fellowship with darkness. And he gives them simple examples. He says, Jesus isn't going to be hanging around with the devil. He says, and idols aren't going to be put in the temple of God. He says, in the same way you. He says, how are you going to have fellowship with darkness? And he tells us to be separate. Do you know what he's letting the Corinthian church know plainly? Make yeah, he tells us to be separate. And, and like my wife was saying right here, narrow path may feel lonely. But never alone because you have Christ. It's a very hard road. Ladies and gentlemen. To walk in that narrow gate. But I promise you, it will lead to life. I don't care what people think of me. I don't care if all my neighbors think I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I'm not engaging in any of this bull crap. I absolutely refuse to. As far as Christmas goes, okay, granted, yes, I've learned a lot about it. But again, I, uh, that one I'm still struggling with. We don't, we're not, we don't decorate trees, but yet... We're still going to drag in an artificial tree that's already pre-lit and we're just going to have it up. Just a tree, right? No star, no anything. just has lights, right? Kind of winter decorations, if you will. I mean, we already got fake plants anyway in the corner that this Christmas tree is going to go into. But we don't, you know, we don't, we don't decorate anything with Santas. No, 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 uh, whatever you call it, snowman, none of that crap. We don't do any of that. We literally decorate for the winter season, right? And again, it's probably putting lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig, right? But at the end of the day, I'm still struggling with it. That one is going to take a minute for me to, you know, um, anyway, it, it's, but the point is, is we are still doing so much less than most people. And people look at us like we're crazy. Oh, you're not decorating your tree? <laughs> Weirdo. Like, like, that's what we're getting from people. Oh, you're, you're not. You're not, you know, you don't, you don't, you're not celebrating. You don't, you don't put a, a Santa Claus out or a snowman, nothing like that. You are strange. Okay. That's fine. I'm strange. Okay. I might be cuckooed in, in your mind. That's fine. I'm not participating. I want to get to heaven. I don't want to be unequally yoked with the unbeliever. I don't want to be friends with the world. Don't care about it. I don't care about any of it. I don't care to even be off of work anymore for it. 
look, if my work wants to pay me time and a half for working that holiday, so be it. Whatever. Don't care. Like the more you know, the more you learn, the more you're like, I want nothing to do with this. Continuing. Conscious decisions. If you know that something is not honoring God, if you know something is celebrating something of darkness, he's telling them, don't be part of it. Be separate. He's letting them know you belong to God. As Christians, we need to be able to make conscious, spiritual, wise decisions. Now, we learned a little bit about the history, and I didn't even touch on what else happens on Halloween, but it's horrible things. People grab the day of Halloween and they use it for horrible celebrations. Now, since we know a little bit about the origin, a little bit about the history of Halloween, how can us as Christians make a conscious decision and have a clear conscience when we go out and partake of Halloween? How can we have a clear conscience that we're pleasing the Lord? How can we have a clear conscience that what we're doing is honoring God? Halloween started off as a day to celebrate darkness, as a day to have communication with those who were on the other side of the land of the dead. So how are we as believers going to be able to have a clear conscience to celebrate or to be involved in that and say, but I'm still honoring God. Paul says, look, you're in the grace of God, but that doesn't mean you can have fellowship with darkness. He says you wouldn't have idols in God's temple and Jesus ain't going to hang around the devil. And he tells us the same thing. You should not have fellowship with darkness. The Bible tells us be separate. But I want to read you something else. Let's read what he also says in the book of. First yeah. I like what he says. And there's a lot more audio pieces that I could easily play. Um, but for the sake of time, obviously, there's only so much time we have. And I don't feel like having another hour and a half long show, even though we're about an hour and 17 minutes. And my wife is even saying right here, like, yeah, we and make no mistake. You come to our house, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to see some pumpkins out, but they're not carved. OK, they're not carved because that also has, again, a satanic and demonic, um, you know, uh history too carving pumpkins and so anyway but we just you know we like she says in here in the chat we decorate for the season right it's like when springtime rolls around we get bright flowers right we put a nice spring wreath on the door you know we plant flowers outside you know you get more greenery going on in the house you know stuff like that right and then, you know, like fourth, again, like fourth of July, right? Independence day. All right. Now, obviously not a lot of people deck their house out with red, white, and blue, but that's when more people get, you know, their flags out, right? They're feeling patriotic. Great. Right. Fall rolls around, you know, it's the harvest season, right? Because again, that's when you, you know, that's when you reap what you've sown all spring and summer right get your you know get your crops in it's it's the harvest time right so you know you got we got the pumpkins we got some pumpkins of different colors and stuff like that on our porch but that's all you're gonna see pumpkins and a um like sunflower type of wreath like flower like fall flowers on a wreath that's about it nothing carved you ain't gonna see skeletons you're not gonna see happy halloween or beetlejuice sticking on you know out of my chimney somewhere like you're not gonna find any of that you know what i am gonna do though See, this is what we're going to be doing on Halloween. What we're going to be doing on Halloween is we're going to shut off all the lights on the house. And we're not even putting out candy. We're not even doing any of that. We're going to be that house that's going to have all lights turned off. But you know what is going to be on? 
I have that big cross hanging out in my backyard and you can see it from the road between the houses hanging up on a tree. It's clear as day. When you drive past it, you ain't missing it when it's illuminated. I'm going to have every light in the house off, but I'm going to have that cross illuminated because Lord knows I want my property, our home to be protected by the name of Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. I don't want any evil spirits come from me or to try to enter our household. My wife and I have been attacked on so many different levels in fronts in in many ways that you wouldn't even fathom. I've shared some of those stories on here and maybe someday I'll share more, but you guys have no idea. And some of the ways that we've had to actually conquer these demons and get them evicted out of our house. And again, we live in a brand new house. So don't think you have to move into an old house that somebody else lived in and somebody had to die in for something to come get you. I'm telling you, if you are praying for other people and you're trying to heal somebody's marriage or you're trying to bring solace and trying to bring the word of God and, and invoke the name of Jesus in somebody else's life, believe me, watch the attacks ramp up on you. Watch the attacks ramp up. It's not fun, folks. It freaking sucks, but it's worth it. But if you think witchcraft and spells and sorcery and all of that other crap that comes with the satanic and demonic world, you think all of that's just stuff you see in movies and and, and storylines and books? You got another thing coming. Satan's already got you if you think that. Satan's biggest trick, biggest lie is to convince you that he doesn't exist. In fact, you know what? This is very fitting. I I, I wasn't planning on playing this, but I'm going to play this audio anyways. I've played it two other times before, but this is very fitting. The devil is in the details. Listen. If I was the devil, my first victim would be the kids. From the moment they left their mother's precious wombs and were born, I would condition them to see racial division as a norm. And I wouldn't stop till I've stripped their innocence, divide and conquer. It's the oldest trick in the book of Genesis. And see, as they grew up, I would would continue my infiltration. For 12 years, I would steal their hearts and minds from them and call it education. If I was the devil, my next victim would be women. I'd make old, out-of-touch men control women's bodies and rights. What better way to curse God than to disrespect the very bringers of life? Speaking of God, if I was the devil when it comes to religion, i put my plan together perfectly. I'd allow you to worship Jesus every Sunday. And on the other six days, I'd make you worship me. In the form of money, fame, lust, and greed to my religion, I wouldn't need to convert you. I turn the Ten Commandments to the Ten Suggestions and make virtue signaling more important than virtue. I give you just enough religion to hate each other, but not enough to love each other. And for my final evil strategy, I make you forget the whole purpose of religion was spirituality. If I was the devil, I, I wouldn't come dressed in a red cape and pointy horns. I'd drive a Lambo, have a pretty face and a Gucci belt on. 
Basically, I take the form of everything you ever wish for and watch you create your own hell. I don't need to torch the earth. And as far as politicians go, I change nothing. They're already doing my dirty work. If I was the devil low key, I'd be behind the scenes. You wouldn't have to see me. I would normalize dysfunction and call it reality TV. And in this reality, I would attack your self-worth, making it hard to heal from. I'd show you images of fake bodies and make them more attractive than real ones. If I was the devil, I'd make you pray to technology and idolize those who created. I'd make clout the number one drug and steal millions of lost souls as they chased it. Now, if I was the devil, I, I wouldn't do it all at once. I'd take my time instead. I'd eat away at your morals little by little, exactly how cancer spreads. Speaking of cancer, if I was the devil, I'd feed you tasty food that makes you ill. Then I'd turn your doctors into drug dealers, selling you pills that keep you coming back instead of truly heal. Yeah, if I was Lucifer, then I'd know life and death are in the tongue. So I'd make your knife and fork your executioner. So you can't achieve higher consciousness if your body is sick. You won't opt for positive information if you have inflammation. If I was Satan, my cleverness would be admired. Why do you think the word inflammation literally means to set on fire? If I was the devil, I'd show you how to really flex. I would release pandemics on the world to give people the chance to really care for each other and then sit back and laugh as they exploited and became scared of each other. Basically, if I was the devil, I'd keep doing what I'm doing. God is my witness. I already control your systems. Don't try to fight against this. Because for my last trick, I would make smart people like you doubt whether I ever existed. Mm, 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 mm. I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, I know we already did a prayer at the beginning or at the end of part A of this show, but I was literally allowing God to just kind of take over this show completely. All right. Um, I didn't really have any notes put together for the second part. The only notes I had were for the reading and the summary. That was it. Anything beyond that. I just allowed the Holy Spirit to work the way it needed to work. But I feel compelled that we need to do a second prayer because the heaviness of this holiday, quote unquote, is very severe. It's a very heavy time of year. This is this marks the end of their year or beginning of their year. I don't I don't know. I don't follow it. Don't care to follow it. But they believe that this is the time of the year where the veil is thinnest between the living realm and the spiritual realm, the demonic realm, whatever they call it. So again, back to stopping, you know, stop celebrating with Satan. That's not to say that you're doing it on purpose. But you're being deceived to celebrate with Satan. You're being deceived to celebrate pagan, demonic, satanic holidays and you don't even realize it but yet it's being it's being packaged up by the commercialism of things and and using santa clauses and snowmans and rudolph the red-nosed reindeers and jack-o'-lanterns and candy and 
and and, and Easter bunnies, right? Like, this is what they they do. They use things in images that seem harmless and innocent. And they trick you. They trick you to celebrating their dark satanic worship of things. What's it going to be, folks? Are you going to walk with the world and be friends with the world? Or are you going to walk through that narrow gate and, and, and search out life? Because if you try to be friends with the world, I'm going to tell you right now, it leads to destruction. And that's not going to be good eternally. That's just my my thoughts and opinion. So anyways, let's do a second prayer because this is a very serious topic. So Heavenly Father, oh, I tell you, as we dived, as we dove in to the discussions of what Halloween is and and what's coming, you know, up here in a few days and what this month represents for for the satanic and the demonic world. I want to put out a a prayer and a call to action for the saving of children and and the redeeming of souls to step out of that world to cease all their operations and to cease all their activities, to cease engaging in sacrificing in all the satanic and demonic rituals that take place this time of year. We ask that Holy Spirit works in many people here in the next few days to be converted over to the good side, to your side, God to step away from darkness, to step away from evil, to stop being ignorant, even those who believe in you and love you. We ask that they see the truth of what this day really represents. What this day represents, which is darkness. There's a lot of people that are being deceived. A lot of people... who think they are participating in a harmless way. So we just ask that you help. We just ask that you help people understand what it really is. And we ask that you help rescue these children who are fallen victim to these evil satanic devil worshipers, these these sick people. We pray all these things in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. It's not, this day is not to be taken lightly. Don't be ignorant to it, folks. I was for so long. My my wife and I both were. Do your own research. Look more into it. You'll see. So anyways, tomorrow will be a no podcast day, of course, because this was the one I was going to do at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. I decided to do this one now. So now I get to just relax and not worry about getting up at any particular time. So that's nice. 
So I hope you all have a great day, great night, wherever you're at in the world, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you back here, oh, I don't know, maybe Friday. All right, God bless, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, eyes on Christ. Jesus is the way always. This is a war on religion. This is a war on the children. They give you the cure with the sickness. This is a war on tradition. This is a war on religion. This is a war on the children. They give you the cure with the sickness. This is a war. This is a war that we live in through Never reveal to you that they also leave and killing you They don't tell you what the hell you agreeing to She been hurting you, don't know who leading you Keep on proceeding to follow your mind is so hollow Are you being coddled by government swallowing up everything that the media tell you Without a question or a problem All of the sheep being slaughtered They poison the water Removing the father and trusting these daughters Ignoring blue collar convincing the dollar And washing your sons and your daughters Ain't got any honor if I'm being honest I just ain't picking this side But I'm not a right for my freedom And die for my freedom And question the government lies A lot on my mind, it's so little time Gotta think all of us needing a sign The devil he hides an ego and pride They sell and they sell and they paying the price God won't give you more than you can handle Government should be dismantled Every politician gotta stand up Prepare for the war, we going to battle This is a war on Press. religion This is a war on the children They give you the cure with the sickness This is a war on tradition This is a war on religion This is a war on the children Of our generation losing civilization I'm the Terminator Just to liberate us With our dedication For the Terminator Fuck your medication The administration Can I alienate us Or exterminate us I'll just keep on praying For your salvation You are outdated Society becoming outrageous Keep your house painted For the firstborn The angel of death In its worst form We being scorned Look out for their horns Remember this isn't their first war They coming prepared So just be aware They do not want to hear None of your prayers This is a war They ain't playing fair They feed off your fear They wanting you scared Death and despair It's all in the air Just be aware You think I care The more that you know The more that it's clear This is a war It's this already is here
steadfast and we are uncompromising the enemy has crossed that line for the last time it is up to people like you and I to hold that line they've crossed the line way too many times and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it we gotta do this for God we gotta do this for our families we gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show.
don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. And if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly, go to www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national-assembly.net. It's time to get active, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Joining us here at His Heart Line. We'll see you back here next time. time.